Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is indeed our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. A quick recap of yesterday's show makes sense. We always do the recap of the previous show with rare exception because it's really critical that if you miss a show that, you know what, you hear the summary so that you can either go back and listen if you choose, or at least you kind of remember the topics at hand. They're always critical, always timely, no doubt relevant to say the least. I talked about a dual contract yesterday, and a dual contract refers to a contract between parties. And oftentimes two contracts have been made for the same transaction or clauses in a contract, if you will. All right, and one contract may be used to defraud another. This is an illegal and an unethical practice, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and when people are talking about uh, sovereign citizens, first off, the term sovereign and the term citizen are really contradiction in terms if you want to get literal. If you're sovereign, you're not a citizen. A citizen. If you're a citizen, uh, you know what? You're a subject, not a sovereign. So the, even the very nature of the term is conflicting, but... I bring it all up because they want you to believe somehow they've, they've ran America off the rails. America's in the corporate world. All you got to do is look at the fringe on the flag to know you're in the wrong courts. And if you use capital letters or lowercase letters, all that matters. Contractually, they're playing games. They're roping you into the IRS dragnet, into the motor vehicle dragnet. And, all. and man, you know what? You're just not privy to the whole contract. You don't know you've been cheated and betrayed since, you know, 1871. Uh, since right after the Civil War and such, and man, states lost a lot of rights, and you lost your sovereignty then in America. The, as we know it, you know, the general government's kind of failed. Now you got a federal government, which is corporate in nature, and man, you don't belong in their courts, and uh, they're not ruling in your uh, best interest as a constitutionalist because you've given up all your rights without even knowing it. Folks, you were born into it, and by double or triple or quadruple, whatever contract, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you don't stand a chance you've already lost all your reality and that's what they want you to believe and ladies and gentlemen i don't believe that because it, when anytime you have a double contract anytime I'm, I'm agreeing to things that i'm not really blatantly aware of it's fraud okay so i, I reject a lot of the sovereignty agendas i get that we have god-given inalienable rights no doubt we are sovereigns and that god has granted that us tremendous liberty with rights but with those rights come responsibility and many of our delegated authorities have a general application. All right. When we agree to the United States Supreme Law of the Land, as the majority of the states, etc., you can't just opt out individually and say, hey, I'm taking my freedoms back, man. You don't have that right individualistically. 
We're not a democracy, folks. We're a constitutional republic. And that means there's all kinds of checks and balances through our whole system. Yes, yeah, sadly, they've dismantled many of those. I get it. But at the same time, you've got to understand, you don't just have unlimited liberty. In other words, complete sovereignty with no obligation to your fellow man, to, your fellow man, to societal reality, to the delegated authority that we, the people, as, as a body, collectively, if you will, gave authority to different branches of government. You can't just individualistically take back that authority. If we were to do that individually, we'd have mayhem. If you want more guidance on the appropriate balance in all this, Bastier's The Law is a great place to start understanding. You've got to give up a little bit of liberty or a little bit of, quote, sovereignty to maximize freedom, to maximize liberty. And and there's a delicate balance of when the proper role of government carries those functions out on our behalf. Um, By the consent of the governed, do they derive their just power? That's true. Uh, But you can't individually take ownership of that, folks. There's a balance between your individual God-given rights and your uh, collective or the we, the people, is the term used uh, to demonstrate this collective, have delegated authority to certain branches of government. you got to be understanding those checks and balances. And you know what? When you're really frustrated and 50 of you or 100 of you in a county of 10,000, 20,000, whatever, but really you're mad about something, the system is designed to prevent you from gaining authority or power over the rest. So the same system that blesses you in some ways slows it down and penalizes you what is the answer you might say getting enough americans engaged in the fight getting enough americans educated on what needs to happen and then doing it together all right we don't need a majority but we do need a tireless minority that's got enough mojo to move the needle right that brings us to our second hour ladies and gentlemen uh we had a simulcast with the sheriff max show on brighty on TV as we always do every Tuesday second hour but we had two incredible guests on from Canada the first one was a guy by the name of Chris Vanden Boss he's the co-founder of police on guard he's a former police constable of 17 years he's an Ontario Canada resident he's a proud Canadian father of two boys police on is the website that's police on and constitutionalrightscenter.ca are the websites for Chris. And Chris talks about policing the fundamental principles and how vital they are to understand. We had a second guest on. His name is Corporal Danny Bulford. He's an Ontario, Canada resident. He's a husband. He's a father of three children. And he's the spokesman for Mounties for Freedom. Uh, And he's got an incredible website, MountiesForFreedom.com. And Corporal Danny Bulford did a wonderful job. Danny's also on the board of advisors for taking back our freedoms. Your freedom is our fight, is the claim from the organization. Mr. Bulford, ladies and gentlemen, resigned from the RCMP December 15th, 2021. Why? He said, because they're acting tyrannical. He's not able to keep his oath, keep his fidelity, and obey the latest edicts from bureaucrats over COVID and over a trucker freedom violations and a whole lot more. Anyway, two incredible stand-up guests yesterday. Uh, if you want to see the video, TV is the live site for the Richard or the Sheriff Mac show. Uh, Brighteon.com for archives. If you want audio, it's at LibertyRoundtable.com. 
Our audio had a little bit of glitches, though, so I'd recommend uh, the video, ladies and gentlemen. All right, without further ado, News the Network's Refuse to Use starts now. Larry Pratt with us, discussing of all things Liberty. Welcome back, sir. Sam, it's good to be back. Thank you. You're very welcome. There is so much to discuss, so little time to get it done. Let's kick off and talk about Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, I think is how you say his name. And Kevin Stitt signed a bill into law banning abortion in almost all cases. The legislation only permits abortion during, quote, medical emergencies threatening the life of the mother. And it does not allow mothers to be prosecuted for their abortion decisions. But it does threaten abortionists with up to 10 years in prison and fines of up to $100,000 per offense, I guess. Uh, Great, great leadership uh, in Oklahoma. I don't think the governor's as conservative as I would like him to be, but when it comes to pro-life, Oklahoma is starting to take the lead. It's delightful to see these states decide who wants to be the most pro-life. The governor then goes on and says, hey, I want to make our state the most pro-life state in the union and i want to be the most pro-life governor in the union he says i intend to make oklahoma the most pro-life state in the country larry this is a very interesting development Uh, uh, the measure was sponsored from what i can see by senator nathan dom d-a-h-m and he has been in the state senate for a long time and is a real uh, freedom fighter. Uh, So that he would be the sponsor of this legislation uh, is right in character uh, with the things that he's been doing over the years. And uh, the encouraging thing is that it's not just he, but it's actually the whole, pretty much the whole legislature that went along from uh, what I remember seeing, the vote was pretty lopsided in favor of this legislation. So I think uh, Oklahoma has really laid down the marker. The unhinged liberals, the pro-death crowd, they're losing their mind over this, Larry. (laughs) Well, that's to be expected because uh, I think it was Rush Limbaugh that used to say that uh, abortion is the sacrament of the liberal religion. And uh, this shedding of blood... Uh, well, they're not going to do it with sheep or with uh, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. They're going to do it with babies. And uh, this is uh, uh, something that will get them, as you say, uh, losing their minds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is a critical one. Um, I don't know which state will be the most pro-life. Uh, a lot of states are working on it. Uh, Texas, Mississippi, Oklahoma. Idaho passed a bill that, in my opinion, is a great bill, but has a a serious caveat in it. The battle goes on, and it's right before the Supreme Court as we speak. When we get back, Larry Pratt, what do you expect to happen with all this? We'll talk about it. Pro-life versus pro-death. One of the great culture war decisions we have in America, huh? Liberty Roundtable Live in seconds. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So this issue where the states are really doubling down in defense of pro-death or pro-life. And, you know, a lot of times it's along partisan lines. I don't know that that's really the battle lines. It's pro-death versus pro-life, in my humble opinion. Uh, nevertheless, the Supreme Court's going to take it up. What do you expect to happen, Larry? Well, <laughs> I'm not sure what that Supreme Court's going to do because they've got people on there that seem to be able to go either way. Uh, but I think that uh, this really does uh, force people to make a decision as to where they stand. Uh, And if they stand in defense of liberty and of life, then they're very likely to be pro-Second Amendment, pro-use of firearms and self-defense, be it uh, against a personal aggressor or the government itself. Uh, so this is a key. And, and by the way, sorry to interrupt, Larry, but I want to highlight this. This is contrary to popular belief due to the propaganda in America. They want you to believe guns in the hands of good, honest, law-abiding Americans means death. That's an absolute dishonest lie. Guns in the hands of law-abiding good Americans means the preservation of life everywhere. That's why I jokingly but seriously call a gun in the hand of a woman a rape-me-not. Because it really highlights the point we're making that it's that it's pro peace, pro civility, pro kindness, pro gentleness to have guns in the hands of good, honest, moral, law-abiding uh, people everywhere. 
because that's what stops criminals. It's gun-free zones that cause uh, these mayhem realities to take place over and over and over. And why the people can't see it right now, I don't know. But on the mass, uh, they've been propagandized to the point of uh, being paralyzed over this issue. Really stuck on stupid, Larry. Well, we've had ways of uh, seeing exactly what you're saying. Uh, there's a number of states, I guess it's just about half, maybe one more, uh, that have said you have a constitutional right to carry a firearm without a permit. Well, it happens that those states, Utah being one of them, have a much lower violent crime rate than a place like New York, New York City especially, where uh, you, uh, if you get a permit to carry a firearm, uh, you probably had to pay some uh, official uh, fairly substantial amount of money. Uh, it's just not uh, the, it's not a matter of right. It's a matter of bureaucratic decision, and that's not a liberty position. And the results are, I think, pretty apparent. Uh, I don't have to explain that New York City is a much more violent place than is Salt Lake City or a lot of other places where people are free to make a decision to carry a firearm uh, and to defend themselves uh, much more effectively with that firearm. Uh, people that are older, people that are handicapped, uh, this is a game changer for them. Uh, and I don't think that the, those who say they're concerned about uh, the welfare of people, uh, the liberals with their so-called bleeding hearts, uh, they <laughs> – uh, their bleeding hearts tend to be pretty liberals, literal sometimes, and uh, uh, there are a lot of victims uh, of crime, violent crime, because liberals have imposed their notion that uh, peace is achieved through disarmament. It hasn't worked uh, among states in, in the world, different countries in the world, and it hasn't worked uh, within the United States or lots of other countries either. Yeah, when Cain killed Abel with a rock, I kind of wonder if Abel had a gun, if things might have been a little different there, Larry. Well, and in fact, we we really don't know whether it was a rock or a big stick or what, uh, because God wasn't uh, that interested, apparently, in telling us what was the instrument that was used, but the fact that it was what he did and what was in his heart that was so significant and so yeah, you're right to bring that up. It gets us right back to the very first capital crime and the uh, the punishment uh, followed. Um, but the I think what we need to keep in mind is that uh, when God legislated, he didn't even deal with exactly what kind of weapon uh, Cain had used. The fact is he took it upon himself to be judge and jury. He was mad at his brother, and he thought he had the right to kill him, and that's where he went off the rails. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. <clears throat> Sad to say, I'm sure Kane wouldn't have wanted uh, able to have anything to even the score uh, there, you know, the element of surprise, etc., all in the favor mm -hmm. of the pro-death folks. And, you know, I'm convinced this abortion issue, I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do, but I don't see them clearly coming down in the defense of pro-death because of how unconstitutional and immoral it really is. But I also don't see them doubling down on the side of pro-life because they're so compromised. The courts swing liberal, even with the Republican justices that they put on the bench. 
That's always sadly been the case. It's pretty obvious when 50 senators that are Democrats will not even define the word woman. Neither will the latest judge put on the Supreme Court define the word woman. And only 15 out of 50 Republican senators took the time to define woman. So you've really got an 85% in the Senate that won't even define woman. Uh, and you've got uh, at least that on the courts uh, going on. And so the problem that I see here is I don't see them doubling down in pro-life. What I think they might do is reservedly leave it to the states uh, to a great degree. Somehow they'll kind of pass the buck. Uh, the concern about a lot of that, though, is that you're just going to get a greater divide in America over this fundamental culture war issue, Larry. I think that's a very good point. Uh, that's very likely to be the case. We've seen that already, and I appreciate the fact that when the court uh, can't come to a firm decision, at least they allow freedom-oriented states, constitutionally-oriented states, to, to make some of their own decisions. Uh, it, it's not ideal by any means, but it's better than a blanket bad decision uh, the way the, the abortion decision was years ago. Uh, and it's it's encouraging that the states are beginning to act as they were supposed to act in the, the way that the framers of our Constitution, of our government, had in mind uh, that the states would really be the, uh, oh, the phrase that was used uh, uh, sometime after the Constitution was put in place was laboratories of liberty. And they, there was a recognition that there might be differences, uh, but we could be, then see what works better. Well, we can sure see what works better now. Yeah, if you're in a state that preserves life, you probably won't be dead before you even get a chance to live, huh, Larry? Well, people are moving to Florida, not away from Florida. And I think that's probably generally the case with a number of other states that are somewhat similar to Florida. So I think we're we're seeing people vote with their feet, and that's a kind of an expensive way to vote. You have to really be convinced that you need to get up and and do something as uh, fundamental as that, uh, selling a house, maybe selling it at a loss, uh, and moving, uh, go going to a place, trying to find another job. Uh, there's a a lot of excitement in uh, that action, and people are doing it. And wisely so, ladies and gentlemen, because remember, our founding fathers, they gave up everything, their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honors, their reputation, everything on the line of liberty. And, uh, you know, we can't just run around and have bread and circus and watch TV and think America is going to fix itself. No, we have an incredible responsibility and a role to play. Speaking of a role to play, Elon Musk is in the news. And Elon Musk did some very interesting things. Elon Musk is a, a big owner now in Twitter. He bought nine plus percent of the shares from what I understand. And, but he's no longer joining Twitter's board of directors. So what they tried to do when he bought a bunch of stock is make him a board member, which would limit him to 15% of ownership. It would limit him to certain actions. Well, he rejected being on the board. And now Musk's decision does indeed leave the door open for him to pursue a hostile takeover if he wishes. Now, some say, will Musk try to get Donald Trump back on Twitter? 
It seems unlikely at this point, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, Musk is having a Q&A with uh, employees and, and really kind of getting after this and taking it seriously. But here's the interesting thing. Tucker Carlson argued that Elon Musk's potential takeover of Twitter would be a direct challenge to the liberal elites. They say if that were to happen, meaning that Musk took over Twitter, Carlson says we could see a return of free speech to the United States. A free Twitter would mean an open debate, ladies and gentlemen, about ideas, views. It would mean a return to free and fair elections in the United States. People can hear for themselves and make their own decisions. That's why it's important, ladies and gentlemen. Time will tell. Let's get Larry Pratt's take on this one in seconds on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Weapons, large clips, smoke bombs, bullets, fireworks. How does someone get on the subway with all that weaponry? New York City Democrat Mayor Eric Adams on CNN. Well, remember the vastness of our system. Our system is extremely vast, one of the most vast subway systems uh, on the globe. But we want to enhance our level of security, and that's why I'm talking about examining some of the technology out there used at ballparks and other places that you can actually detect if someone is carrying a gun. Mayor Adams used the opportunity to call for a national response on gun control. Second Amendment advocates remind Americans Chicago has the toughest gun laws in the United States. The United States announced on Tuesday it's sending around $750 million in additional weapons to Ukraine amid the ongoing Russian invasion. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too, the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Love him or hate him, you knew him. And he will be missed. Actor and legendary comedian Gilbert Gottfried has died. A statement from his publicist saying Gottfried died from a rare disease that can trigger a dangerously abnormal heartbeat. Gottfried also found success in voice work. One of his most notable roles was the talking duck in commercials for Aflac Insurance. Aflac. Should I ask about it at work? Really? What's it called? Aflac! Gottfried was 67 years old. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. Mexican truck drivers blockaded bridges at the U.S. border for a second day on Tuesday to protest an order by the Texas governor meant to increase safety inspections that has snarled traffic and led business groups to warn of supply chain disruptions. Mexico's government said in a statement it rejects the inspections imposed by Texas. USA Radio News. Right, ladies and gentlemen, there is a treasure trove of people that have been shut down by Twitter, Donald Trump being one among them. Charlie Kirk of Turning Point USA, Sam Bushman, myself, many others. And uh, some say that, hey, because Elon Musk is no longer joining Twitter's board, now he's going to do a hostile takeover. Uh, The question is, will Musk try to get Trump back on Twitter? It seems unlikely at this point. But I look at this and I go, um, Tucker Carlson really believes that Elon Musk's potential takeover could be a challenge to the liberal elites, that somehow uh, Musk is going to turn it into a free speech bastion, uh, a solution. I don't mean I don't mean to be rude and, and take on Tucker on this, but you know what? I'm not near as bullish on that kind of an idea as uh, maybe Tucker is. I don't know that Elon Musk is a constitutionalist or a freedom fighter really at all. I think he's an opportunist to the highest order. 90% of his business is built on taking government subsidies, uh, you know, smacks of uh, fascism slash socialism on its very face. I'm not trying to attack Elon either. I am telling you, though, that I wouldn't. Look, don't put your faith in a single savior, folks, whether it be Trump, Elon Musk, whoever it be. Come on now. Nothing will take the place of we, the people involved, engaged, anxiously engaged in a sacred cause of liberty. You know what? You just can't expect a savior to jump to the rescue and lead the train. It never works. Uh, Larry, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think you're right. We need to be cautious because we don't, I don't think, I don't have enough information to really make a judgment. I have read that uh, many of the employees at Twitter are extremely concerned uh, they're uh, worried that they're not going to be able to drive their liberal agenda as they have uh, for quite some time, and maybe that's what's going to happen. Uh, we can certainly hope so. We can hope that uh, Musk is the libertarian-oriented uh, figure that uh, some say that he is, and if he is, uh, it will be an improvement. It will be a free speech forum, uh, the jury's still out, and we're just going to have to wait and see. I guess one thing we can say is it can't get too much worse than it has been under the previous management because it was an anti-free speech forum. Amen to that. And and so I don't know what Elon's going to do about this. He also made uh, motions or suggestions that he was going to create his own media service but, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of sick of all these people talking about, you know, their own new media solutions or, you know, whatever. Look, radio was the first social media. You know what? I could speak out and on the radio literally talk to millions. It was the one-to-many first kind of social media uh, offerings, not counting, say, newspapers, but modern day, if you will. But now I get this email from the GOP called the Trump Social Pledge by GOP or whatever. Subject, Sam, we have reached out to you over 20 times. Well, then stop reaching out to me. 
If you've done it over 20 times, uh, how insane are you? That's doing the same thing that you've done. You know, if you expect the same results, you're insane. Look, you've contacted me over and over and over, and I haven't responded. That means that I want you to keep reaching out to me. If you've done it over 20 times, it's time to stop. But they say, Sam, we have already reached out to you over 20 times to ask that you take the pledge to register for Trump social media and have received no response from you, Sam. Time is running out for you to take the pledge to register, but there's still time. If you hurry, please pledge to register for President Trump's brand new social media site to prove that you are a patriot. Please confirm your information below. Then they say it's Sam Bushman. They have an email address there. Add your name now. Please, Sam. We're counting on you to take the pledge before it's too late. Don't you want to be remembered as a President Trump social media site supporter? Get involved right now. Pledge right now to sign up for Trump social media site. Thank you, GOPHQ. Add your name now. Paid for by the Republican National Committee. Not authorized by any candidate. Anyway, GOP.com. You're receiving this email, Sam, because you, well, anyway, they say you're receiving this mail, then they give their address, all the canned spam stuff they got to have. Then they say this is an important way to reach our grassroots supporters with the most updated information regarding the Republican Party. Thank you for joining our movement. It's because of patriots like you, Sam, that we will take back the Senate and the House in 2022. Yeah, we need you, Sam. It's critical. That's why we need to keep you up on all of our efforts. If you want to be one of the first patriots to get the latest updates, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Wow. Please go to the same place that everybody else is getting shut down on uh, there, Sam. Uh, and I look at this, though, and I go, wait a minute. Hold on. Is this the same Republican Party that hated Trump and undermined Trump at every single turn when he was president and they had complete control of the House, the Senate, the White House, uh, the courts, everything? Uh, is this the same group of people now that are acting like in Trump's name uh, be all solutions, Larry? Well, it is a very interesting twist because I think you're right. I had the same thought as you were uh, pointing to what they're saying about how uh, they need Trump. They didn't, they didn't believe they needed Trump. They needed to get rid of him as far as so many of the Republican hierarchy was concerned. But then they lost. Uh, they didn't uh, have control of the election process. They didn't. Uh, they weren't able to block uh, some of the uh, uh, improper things that were being done in that election. And now they're on the outs, and they realize uh, they can read polls. And in spite of everything that they did and and would like to do, Trump is the 800-pound gorilla in the Republican arena. Uh, he has a name that just won't go away, won't quit. Uh, he could get elected uh, at the drop of a hat, uh, I think, even with uh, Democrats and independents getting a chance to vote. Uh, the polling makes it look as if he's the man. Well, if that's the case... Uh, they 
have concluded they got to stop uh, voicing their gut dislike of a guy that was speaking his mind so openly. Uh, it was just so uh, unbearable at the country club to have to discuss all these icky things that Trump was saying. Uh, of course, what they were overlooking is that uh, even if they didn't like what he was saying, he was doing what they said, so many cases, they were going to do for decades and never did. And so <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's the fact of life that I, I find extremely noteworthy, and we shouldn't forget it. Oh, you guys are uh, really determined now to uh, uh, fight to lower budgets, to fight to uh, put a stop to abortion, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the whole Republican agenda, which was a wonderful thing to read and to hear about. But we didn't really see a whole lot of action uh, when we had leaders like uh, uh, Speaker of the House Boehner, uh, Speaker Ryan. Uh, we saw guys that... Uh, didn't I, I, I'm not even sure they wanted to win. I think they might have been afraid to win. And so Trump came along, and it was clear that, oh, no, this guy may mean what he's saying. <laughs> and that just shattered uh, their way of doing business, their way of thinking. And now it's just really delicious to see this turn of events that, uh, if you don't support Mr. Trump, you're not really serious about being a patriot. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it gets worse because, as Larry Pratt wisely pointed out, Twitter is a propaganda tool, to say the least. They're setting down honest, true debate and discussion, but they're doubling down in supporting dishonesty. For example, on October 19, 2020, current White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki tweeted out an article published by Politico which cited more than 50 intelligence officers who signed a letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop story was nothing but Russian disinformation. Now they've bought the farm on this because we know that it's not disinformation. It's accurate. It's true. It's a serious problem indeed. <clears throat> but I don't see any accountability. What about when all these so-called intelligence professionals, when Politico, when the New York Times, when everybody doubled down, look, this was tweeted out. This was on Twitter. They're shutting down Sam Bushman claiming that I'm peddling disinformation. The White House press secretary and 50-plus intelligence officials literally lied on Twitter. Now they've been caught in their lies. Let's get Larry's response to this one. We'll do it all in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body 
is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at FreedomFactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. FreedomFactor.org All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So the bottom line is the government got caught. The White House press secretary literally used Twitter to peddle propaganda. 50-plus intelligence officials literally signed a letter saying, hey, you know what, the Hunter Biden laptop was nothing but propaganda, bogus Russian stuff. That's all tied to the, quote, Russia Gate scenario where they tried to take down Donald. That has been proven false. But, Larry, where's the accountability? Why aren't people going to jail and being accountable? I got kicked off Twitter because they didn't like me quoting LifeSite News and other places that were telling the tale of truth on the COVID vaccine. So they shut down my Twitter account saying that I was peddling propaganda. And if I just repent and take it down and, and not send out such propagandistic lies, that they'd put me back on Twitter. And I refused. Uh, but nevertheless, now you literally have this factual reality where, hey, the White House is peddling fake news via their press secretary. They're doubling down and getting intelligence officials to lie with them, along with Politico and the New York Times and everybody else who has had to eat crow now that the truth on this story is coming out, Larry. Sam, uh, decades ago, there were firewalls um, that were supposed to be set up to keep the CIA and other intelligence organizations from working within the United States against the people of the United States. It was supposed to be an arm uh, without uh, big guns, if you will, uh, directed at foreign governments to cripple them. And any disinformation was supposed to be aimed at those foreign governments the idea was basically that, no, it wouldn't be even disinformation. It was going to be the truth. The United States Information Agency was supposed to be broadcasting what was really happening in communist countries uh, so that their grip on power could be weakened. Well, now the opposite of that mission seems to have been uh, caught uh, here in the United States. You pointed to the uh, several dozen of those information officers that uh, uh, said nobody here but us chickens and uh, you got to be a, a real cuckoo bird to think that there's 
some kind of threat. Well, turns out uh, we caught you red-handed. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop was not Russian disinformation. It actually was uh, a uh, a little um, snotty-nosed rich boy uh, with no responsibility or accountability, uh, making a lot of money uh, at the expense of the interests of his fellow Americans. Uh, if you know. Benedict Arnold must have been uh, rolling over in his grave. If if he was a traitor, uh, and I think he was, uh, because of the things that he did back uh, at the time of the establishment of our country, then Hunter Biden is a gigantic traitor because he was being paid by the Chinese Communist Party, uh, essentially using Chinese corporations uh, to pay Hunter Biden to do their bidding. Uh, he wasn't uh, telling the world of the uh, atrocities of the Chinese communist government against the Uyghur Muslims, against the Christians uh, in the uh, Chinese uh, realm. Uh, he was uh, he couldn't care less what was happening to his fellow human beings as long as he was getting paid Lots of money. That doesn't really smell very good at all. And to have this uh, large number of intelligence officials saying that uh, uh, the attacks on Hunter Biden were uh, right-wing extremism, they don't look real good right now either. Were they just that incompetent? Maybe. More likely, they're traitors. All right, ladies and gentlemen, all I can tell you is this Trump social pledge by the GOP, absolutely bogus. The GOP acts like they're in support of Trump. Uh, the GOP is guilty of undermining Trump at every turn. Trump wanted to abolish the education department. Trump wanted to go ahead and build a border wall. Trump wanted to go ahead and stand for pro-life. And he got shut down at every turn by his own party. Trump wanted to abolish Obamacare. And those who claimed they were for it over and over and over got exposed for their dishonest lies. They moved the needle on virtually nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, not only did Jen Psaki lie about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, but 50-plus intelligence officials also doubled down and lied and got caught, ladies and gentlemen. Where's the accountability? Now, here's one piece of good news. They say Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, in the kidnapping case... No guilty verdict, ladies and gentlemen. Two men are acquitted, and two men were a mistrial. The jury deadlocked on the other ones. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the government got zero. Let me say that again. The government got zero convictions. The acquittals, along with mistrials, in cases against two other men, were significant setback for federal prosecutors who said they were going to Double down on domestic terrorism. Well, the jury said there was no terrorism. There was nobody guilty. But what this does is it gets the government off the hook, too, because what we need to do is have these cases come to fruition all the way to the point where we can really vet out the government provocateurs and the FBI and the CIA and the Justice Department and uh, a lot of this kind of stuff. Um, there's government provocateurs that led all this, uh, Larry. So 
I appreciate no guilty verdicts. It sets back the government quite a bit, but not so much because there's still not transparency or accountability, Larry. Well, let me underscore the significance of the government losing. When, when I was at Gun Owners of America, we were involved in supporting lots of pro-Second Amendment cases uh, where people were being set upon by the government basically because they had a gun. And the facts sometimes would be so twisted by the federal government. And, and it was a, a really a big deal for the federal government to lose a case because of the way the game gets played. So the significance of them getting rebuffed in every one of these initial cases that they were bringing uh, in Michigan is, I think, uh, almost like an earthquake. Uh, it, it would suggest to me that the American people are telling the government, uh, we don't trust you anymore. We don't believe what you say. It can be high noon, and you're looking at a watch, and if you tell me it's 12 o'clock noon, I don't believe it <laughs> because you said it. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out myself. Uh, otherwise, uh, you, you guys are just not to be believed. And so I think this is an extremely welcome development that the government got sent packing with their tail between their legs because that very seldom happens. And it did in this uh, instance, and wow, uh, that's got a uh, – it's an opportunity, hopefully, for the freedom forces to redouble our efforts and to get uh, into the game in a way that we've never been before. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious indeed because I look at this and I say, hey, Elon Musk trying to take over Twitter, whether it'll be successful, time will tell. Uh, Tucker Carlson, super positive on that. Uh, I'm not so bullish. I don't uh, think Musk will try to get Trump back on Twitter or any of us for that matter. What his agenda is, what he'll really do, I don't know. But I know this, expecting a rich man to be my savior, <laughs> good luck, not going to happen. But now you have this bogus Trump pledge where they're all doubling down, knowing Trump's name in the business is super cred for Republicans who dissed him and shut him down at every turn when they had the chance. Now they're trying to use his name to fundraise and to promote uh, Trump's social media efforts. But I keep hearing about Trump's social media, and I say, look, you got plenty of money, Donald. Why am I hearing about your social media site forever and ever and ever and ever? Why don't you just launch it, buddy? Why don't you just double down and get involved in the news business instead of talking about it and wasting my time deciding if I'm going to, uh, what, do a pledge or whatever? Forget your pledges. Launch your site, buddy. Get it done or quit talking about it. I'm sick of hearing about it for years and years and years and years, but nothing is coming to fruition. And even if it does, will he allow free speech to the point where I want to deliver it? What would Trump say about my delivery of this right now? Would he be supportive and fine with it? Or would he shut me right on down? But now you literally have Twitter being used by the White House to lie about Hunter Biden and get caught along with 50-plus so-called intelligence professionals. And now we find out, hey, this uh, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, look, zero guilty. Zero, ladies and gentlemen, in other words, zero convictions. Think about that. The acquittals, along with the mistrials, 
in cases against two other men were significant setbacks. You've got the Ammon Bundy case where Ammon Bundy served for two years in prison, guilty of nothing. They tased his attorney in court. Now you've got no convictions here. On the January 6th, you've got minor convictions at best. You've got witness tampering. You've got FBI and CIA and Justice Department um, credibility crisis going on. This is serious, Larry. Um, we better stand up and create accountability now, or I have fear of what will happen next if we allow them to get away with this type of literal criminal activity while they blame it all on, uh, what, soccer moms trying to uh, jettison sex in their schools? Okay, this is out of control. It gives us something to take to each and every single Republican candidate that's seeking our vote and ask him uh, or her exactly what it is that they're willing to pursue this kind of matter um, legislatively. Uh, what are they willing to do to stop regulations that have been issued without any constitutional or even legislative authority? Are they willing to cut the money off uh, of these various departments? Uh, why not just for openers uh, demand that the FBI be completely defunded and for states who wish to pursue some of the things the FBI was legitimately doing, uh, let them have interstate compacts, which is a constitutional provision, and they can operate that themselves. But it takes, takes these functions out of the Washington swamp, and it puts them much closer to the control of the people. Uh, and it would be a, an earthquake message to defund or even substantially reduce the funding uh, substantially of uh, the FBI, uh, some of the other agencies that have been involved in this basically information war against the American people. Uh, <laughs> Putin doesn't have to really be that involved in trying to snooker us because we've been doing it to ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we better get a handle on it while we can because your FBI, your CIA, your Justice Department, your deep state, your Republicans, your Democrats, they're all selling us down the river, ladies and gentlemen. The legislative body, the executive branch, and the Supreme Court's all doubling down in defense of the deep state. Lack of transparency, lack of accountability at the core of it all. And you and I better stand up for the sacred cause of liberty. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Sam. Larry Pratt doing a phenomenal job for Sam Bushman, Larry Pratt, and the rest of the Liberty Roundtable team. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for April 13th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You also know we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? Last hour, we were talking to Larry Pratt, formerly of Gun Owners of America, about all things liberty. And we talked about this incredible pro-life stance by the Oklahoma governor and the Oklahoma legislative team there, one of the most pro-life bills in the country now. We talked about Tucker Carlson believing Elon Musk might save Twitter and save the country and vote integrity, etc. in the process. I'm not so bullish on that. Um... I don't know that Musk will really do a whole lot of good. Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. But also, this is bogus. They're trying to have now the GOP double down and use Trump's name to get us all aboard. But they literally betrayed and undermined Donald Trump, his whole presidency and beyond. Now, on October 19, 2020, the current White House press secretary, Saki, literally lied with 50-plus intelligence agents saying that, hey, Hunter's laptop was bogus. Now it turns out to be true. Where's the accountability and trans, um, the accountability and the transparency here? People ought to be going to prison over this lie. But they use Twitter to do their bidding, ladies and gentlemen, while they shut me and others down on Twitter, claiming that we're not telling the truth. Well, the Michigan um, kidnapping case, if you will, from the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer, turns out nobody's guilty. The government got literally zero convictions out of that from the acquittals along with mistrials and cases against two other men look the government promised to focus on domestic terrorism but the truth is folks the government got no convictions just like in Ammon Bundy's cases uh, we found out that an innocent person was forced to go to prison only for it to be that the government's the one that withhold exculpatory evidence the government literally classified information the government literally got caught lying to the point where the judge had to flat out dismiss the case. Well, this all smacks of the reality of what our guest will be talking about today. Our guest, Ken Silva. He is national security reporter for the EpochTimes.com. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Oh, thanks for having me back. Good to be here. There are so many uh, threads we can pull on with this, but let's start with the incredible article Uh, that Ken wrote is called FBI memos suggest agency had moles in the media. Ken Silva, Epoch Times, theepochtimes.com. Now, there is so much here to cover, and you've been really working on this big time. Will Grigg and others provided initial reporting. Now Ken carrying the ball and doing a phenomenal job uh, as such and really tracking an attorney in the great state of Utah, by the name of uh, Trenadu. And Jesse Trenadu is the attorney's name. Kenneth Trenadu is his brother who's dead. This all stems back to the Oklahoma City bombing, ladies and gentlemen. But here's the deal. You take those days and you say, well, they're long gone, Sam. You're right about that. 
but because of intrepid attorneys like Jesse Trenadu, intrepid reporters like Will Grigg, incredible networks that are willing to carry what they have to say rather than shut them down, and now incredible reporters like Ken Silva, we're starting to get the truth on how criminal our government has been behaving. Ken, let's start. Or, uh, yeah, let's start there, Ken. Oh, well, thank you for the kind words. And, yeah, the person you mentioned, Jesse Trinidu, um, he's one of the main guys who discovered what we talked about last time, uh, the FBI's right-wing infiltration operation called Patriot Conspiracy or PATCON which was an FBI program that essentially spied on the right-wing movement all throughout the early 90s. Another one of Jesse's findings is called the Sensitive Informant Program, which he actually discovered while searching through records related to PatCon. Uh, he, he discovered, uh, his friend Roger Charles discovered, that the FBI had an informant that had been uh, serving as a senior journalist within ABC News. And this informant was letting the FBI know what ABC was about to report. So Jesse sues the FBI for more information about how many informants they have in the media, including other institutions such as Congress, judges, other government agencies, maybe even the White House. Uh, rather than deny these records or even say we can neither, neither confirm nor deny, uh, the FBI said, yes, we have records about this activity, but we will not give it to you because of national security reasons. Uh, so essentially, the FBI is keeping this sensitive informant program, uh, keeping it from the public about what it's doing in terms of informants in media, Congress, et cetera. I get that. Why the judge allowed that dishonest evasion to take place is beyond me because – in the wake of a recently released scathing internal, quote, FBI audit. Now, just imagine if you had a real external third-party FBI audit, how bad it would be. But even in their internal audit, they found that special agents were breaking their own rules twice per reviewed case. And uh, lawmakers are starting to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The FBI, the Justice Department the CIA, the BATF, I mean, I can go on and on. These guys are all criminals themselves. Mm -hmm. And the audit literally proves this reality. So why the judge let them literally hide behind, quote, classified national security information is beyond me, Ken. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I believe the judge's hands, uh, they might have been tied in that case, in Jesse's case, because unless the CIA or these national security outfits are blatantly uh, lying or acting in bad faith about what they're trying to keep secret, uh, case precedence allows them to keep the, that information secret. So the judge reviewed the sensitive informant programs, probably said, yeah, this, there's some shady stuff going on here, but nothing in bad faith. So his hands were tied in terms of FOIA law. Uh, but you do make a good point that Congress can definitely investigate this. There was a recently the Washington Times reported this story about a sensitive investigations audit that found widespread errors when the FBI investigates members of Congress, churches, media, other sensitive institutions. Um, Jesse's findings, however, I believe are even more significant because the sens sensitive investigations audit was exactly that. It was an audit into actual investigations where the FBI supposedly at least has a predicate for opening an investigation. Like there was at least some suspicious activity there. 
Uh, Jesse, what Jesse is talking about is the FBI literally having spies in these institutions. So we're not talking about investigating uh, corruption within Congress or corruption in the media or terrorism plots. They're just having informants to keep the FBI appraised about what's going on. Well, so let's talk about that a little more in detail, Ken. Ken Silva, National Security Reporter at the EpochTimes.com with me. We're talking about his incredible article, FBI Memos Suggest Agency Had Moles in the Media, ladies and gentlemen. So Trenadu said, even though he lost his case because all they did was hide behind, well, we've got classified information. We have to have this uh, program and information secret because national security is at stake. They lie. But Trenadu says that the litigation helped him piece together what he calls the FBI's sensitive informant program. Mm -hmm. And this program is used to place informants into the national media, among other institutions. Now, this gets scary fast because you got to ask yourselves, are they just informing on what the media is about to report on? Or are they also planting stories in the media that may be dishonest? Remember, I told you last hour, Jen Psaki literally saying, hey, Hunter's laptop is nothing but Russian propaganda. Uh, Trump is in bed with the Russians, and man, you know, now it's Russian propaganda claiming that Hunter's this and that. Is it a two-way street, ladies and gentlemen? Are these FBI-sensitive informant programs to keep an eye on what's being reported before it gets reported? Or does it go far enough to manipulate reporting, plant false stories, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Now, one of Trenadu's findings that hasn't received enough media coverage at this point pertains to these sensitive informants. And uh, documents that Trenadu provided to the Epoch Times included this original memo. But how far does this go? Do we know, Ken? We don't know for sure, but you raise some very uh, uh, interesting points that I think should be investigated more uh, by Congress. I don't know why these journalists decided to serve in, as informants or if the FBI were actually, was actually feeding them stories, but that would seem logical that there was maybe some relationships where you know the, uh, the journalist lets the FBI know what's going on and the FBI gives them the scoops, gives them the good stories, so everybody's happy. Uh, again, I don't have proof of that, but that seems perfectly reasonable. Well, you look at the Jen Psaki story, and she's allowed to peddle that in Twitter. Now we find out it's blatantly, patently false. They literally had 50-plus supposed intelligence officials that doubled mm -hmm. down and backed this dishonest lie that it was Russian propaganda. They carried the Trump story and him being involved in the Russians in the dossier. Let's come back and talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, serious business. We're talking to Ken Silva of the Epoch Times on your radio. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com.
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips as we break this down, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Silva with me, national security reporter for the EpochTimes.com. Incredible article, FBI memos suggest moles in the media. Now you look at Jen Psaki literally lying and saying, hey, this propaganda stuff from uh, Hunter's laptop, it's all bogus, just Russian propaganda. And then, hey, Donald Trump is a Russian. Uh, the dossier went on for literally years, costing millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, now we find out that the government literally paid the media to peddle the dishonest porn of vaccinations are safe and effective. Now it turns out the government paid a ton of money to get that done. So now you got this informant program going on from Jesse Trenadu's findings. Um, folks, you got these sensitive informants, the FBI's sensitive informant program. Uh, we got to be able to dig in, but how can we if it's all classified and shut down? What you really have is the deep state without any accountability whatsoever. You say, well, Congress could look into it. Congress is the one that literally peddled the dishonesty about the Donald Trump dossier to the point of ad nauseum. That's what they used to impeach Donald Trump, even though now it turns out to be completely false on its face. Um, they're in so deep, Ken, I don't know that we can recover, sir. Yeah, the last time it was revealed that the FBI had spies in the media and the courts was after Watergate during the church committee hearings. It was revealed that J. Edgar Hoover actually had federal judges that were serving as informants. So this all sparked a lot of outrage. Uh, there were a lot of other nefarious deeds revealed in the 70s that the FBI and CIA had been doing. Uh, Congress tried to reform. They passed something called like the Undercover Operations Act in 19, or they tried to pass it in the early 80s. 
And the FBI director at the time actually went to Congress and talked about how this would kill the FBI's ability to detect crime and things like that. So the legislation was uh, never passed. And this is coming right on the heels of Watergate and revelations about spies in the courts, MKUltra, assassinations, uh, and Congress didn't act then. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm very hopeful, although I, the Republicans do have political reasons to do this. I don't know where we go from here, and let me tell you why. When you have big tech being used against the people, and when you find out the government's literally paying to peddle propaganda, and now you uh, say the government, the FBI, and I don't know how far it goes to the Justice Department, the CIA, but the CIA's been guilty of controlling the media and big tech for quite some time uh, as well, um, you kind of get this picture to where, I don't know if we can ever create transparency and accountability. I don't know how we're going to do this because every time we really try to push for this, no matter how factual our evidence is, no matter how corrupt the deep state is, look at the Ammon Bundy case, for example. He was literally in prison for two years, and at the end he was guilty of nothing. And the judge in Nevada literally said, hey, the government is guilty as all get out here. They're making up information. They're withholding real Esculpatory evidence. There, it's so egregious. I've got to just have a mistrial here. But what I really believe is going on is the government is preventing these cases from truly being vetted all the way. Because in court, there's a demand for this transparency. There's a, you know, what I have a right to a fair trial. I have a right to discovery. I have a, um, you know, if I can prove standing, then I have the ability to dig in. They want mistrials in all these cases uh, th- because then they can keep their I don't know what words to use, sinister agenda, uh, their criminal activity, literally under wraps that way. But it was so bad that even Marcus Mumford, God rest his soul, he's passed away now, uh, but he literally tried to free his client after Emmon Bundy was guilty of nothing, and they literally tased the attorney in court, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is how egregious this has become, Ken. Well, you mentioned uh, FBI and CIA influencing big tech, and the story that I published yesterday, another one you'll probably get a chuckle out of. So October 2020, Mark Zuckerberg goes to the Senate committee and tells members of Congress, you know, we've been working with law enforcement to detect these evil domestic extremists. You know, in fact, a couple months ago, we tipped off government to the fact that uh, people were plotting to capture them governor of Michigan. Uh, they were using Facebook to do this plot. Um, well, it turns out I was covering the trial a couple of weeks ago, and it was revealed during the trial, this hasn't been widespread, but Facebook, or excuse me, F, the FBI literally created some of the Facebook pages used by the three percenters militias in pushing this fallacious uh, Whitmer kidnapping plot. So, so let, me lit- let me stop yeah, you there. Let me stop you there, though, and say we don't have any evidence of them planting stories. I think we do, sir. Well, well, there you go. And yeah, not only that, but the, the fact that the FBI is literally fomenting extremism on Facebook, promoting this plot, and then turning around, the Congress turns around and yells at Facebook, you've got to crack down on extremism. It's just funny. You know, Facebook tipped off FBI to its own actors, essentially, is, is what I reported yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to respond to some of this stuff. It's so egregious. <laughs> I mean, you get to where, look, um, 
what do you do about this? How do we maintain being the good guys, obeying the law, but yet holding criminals accountable? All right, the FBI allegedly funded white supremacists um, is one of the articles Ken wrote. Ken, let's respond to this one. Oh, yeah, that, that's a fun one. I, I think you're referring to an article I did about five months ago. That's uh, right. There, there but a, it's so relevant right now, it isn't funny. Yeah, well, this FBI informant I wrote about a couple months ago literally owns a white supremacist publishing uh, organization. So the FBI pays this guy to be an informant, and he uses that money to publish white supremacist literature in other words, the FBI is literally funding the publication of white supremacist literature. You can't make this up. August 29th, ladies and gentlemen, is when this was written, so it's a, a little bit ago. But it's so relevant that I don't know how to respond. You mm. literally have the government paying for this agenda to go out through a publisher. You literally have the government getting caught funding media companies to promote dishonesty regarding vaccinations. You literally have this informant program working both ways with plenty of evidential realities to it. All right. And and we've talked about, you know, what are Republicans doing while all this is going on? And I I have to say, I have been a little frustrated at that, too. Uh, The Republicans in the Judiciary Committee keep uh, touting this FBI whistleblower who let uh, them know that DHS and FBI are spying on school board meetings. Very, very important story. A whistleblower is a hero. It deserves coverage. However, Jesse, I think a far more significant whistleblower document is Jesse Strenadu's sworn declaration saying that an FBI PATCON operative told him that at PATCON was a right-wing incitement operation. And the significance of Jesse's sworn statement is that a judge agreed with it. A judge used it to launch an investigation into the matter that's still ongoing. So when we talk about Republicans getting whistleblower documents and things like that, they should be using Jesse Trinity's documents. I agree the Trinity document is more damning. I no doubt agree with that reality. But the reason I'm pointing to this, though, is we do have serious evidence of them literally funding and promoting provocateur activity. I mean, look, the government's funding this white supremacist guy, supposedly, this guy who's literally a convicted felon, and they paid him big money to be an informant to carry on in lieu of, hey, being prosecuted on some federal charges of his own. He then gets paid to peddle propaganda. Is that what we're talking about? That's what we're talking about right now. I mean, the, the, this is all in court records. And if any congressional staffer wants to take 20 minutes, it seems like they'd have something to be able to nail any FBI official or Department of Justice official that goes up and testifies in Congress. But for some reason, this seems to be falling on deaf ears. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I know you've asked the question in five different ways. The answer is I don't know. I don't know what we can do to actually get these damning uh, smoking gun records into the hands of some people with power who are, you know, will actually do something. I would say one guy that I have a little bit of hope in is Louis Gohmert. Uh, first of all, he has courage. He stand up for the rights of January 6th defendants who are still rotting in the gulag. Uh, he's done work on that. 
and he's also a former judge, so he's very knowledgeable about these types of issues. And Again, Lily Gilbert, though, ladies holding... and gentlemen, congressman from Texas, if you're trying to put the pieces mm-hmm. together, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Silva with me. He's national security reporter for the EpochTimes.com. We'll continue in seconds. Got a lot more on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Tuesday shooting in the subway in New York City has more details. At least 23 people were injured, including 10 who were shot. The shooter fired his gun at least 33 times before it jammed. 62-year-old Frank James is wanted for questioning as the U-Haul van he rented is believed to be the getaway vehicle. It was found in Brooklyn hours after the shooting. In an attempt to save voiceless lives, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt on Tuesday signed a bill that makes it illegal to perform abortions in the state, except in medical emergencies. Penalties up to $100,000 in fines and 10 years in prison is the consequence. Opponents are calling it a push towards white supremacy. Talcott Camp from the National Abortion Federation on Reuters.com. I think it is part and parcel of a sort of, um, you know, retrograde push back toward white supremacy. USA Radio News. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 800-707-9709. 800-707-9709. That's 800-707-9709. At least 23 people were hurt Tuesday after tornadoes touched down in Bell County, Texas. The damages range from downed power lines to trees and buildings being upended and turned into rubble in many areas. Bell County, Texas is between Waco and Austin, Texas on Highway 35. Leaders in the Biden administration cannot figure out if Russia is using chemical weapons or not in Ukraine. Tim Berg reports. The United States can't confirm reports that Russia may have deployed chemical weapons in the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol. We uh, had credible information that Russian forces may use a variety of riot control agents, uh, including tear gas, mixed with chemical agents. So says Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Blinken calling it an issue of great ongoing concern. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. All right, Sam Bushman, Ken Silva, theepochtimes.com on your radio. The U.S. claims, based on intelligence on Russia, were all made up. 
Believe it or not, U.S. propaganda has no basis in truth or reality, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, they say it doesn't have to be solid intelligence. When we talk about it, three U.S. officials tell NBC News that, hey, we're simply telling this stuff to preempt the Russians. It doesn't matter if it's true or not as long as we kind of get ahead of it and get the upper hand. Ladies and gentlemen, you put that in light of what we're discussing with Ken now, and you go, whoa, you know what? Operation Mockingbird uh, is what, an alleged program of the CIA, which literally back in the day was used to peddle propaganda purposes in the media during the Cold War, etc.? How does this historical reality uh, relate, Ken? Yeah, you brought up a really good program, or not a really good program, but a good point in mentioning Operation Mockingbird, which is a CIA program, again, revealed after Watergate, where the CIA had journalists all throughout the media, and we were talking last segment about whether the government actually pushed stories. Well, we know in Mockingbird that the CIA did push certain stories uh, during the Cold War. And there's a book, if uh, listeners, I don't know much about it, but there's a book called Catherine the Great, which is all about the Washington Post having CIA operatives in it in the 60s and, and 70s. So, yes, we know historically uh, this this is uh, very relevant. So let me get this right. We know historically it's absolutely relevant. We know they peddled the propaganda on Russian ties to Trump for two years to the tune of millions of dollars of this investigation turns out to be absolutely bogus turns out that hillary clinton literally funded the opposition research with zero accountability not only did hillary do it but the democratic national committee was involved there as well congressmen and senators peddled it they used information from that to impeach donald trump as president and then we see this situation where hey they get caught now with the jesse trenadu investigations and uh lawsuits etc and now we see that hey they literally funded lies about vaccines in the media right and it doesn't have to be solid intelligence anymore they just say hey don't worry we can peddle propaganda because it's justifiable we got to get ahead of the russians get ahead of the enemy this is all classified because don't you know national security is at stake the more they go, the more lies we find to the point where I don't know that it's even debatable if it's true. The only question is, who's going to jail? A- have I gone too far, Ken? Well, unfortunately, I'd have to disagree with you there. That the, the only question is not who's going to jail, because we don't know if anybody's ever going to do anything with this information. Uh, we talked about, yeah, the Republicans are just uh, sitting there on their hands while all this egregious things happens to their own constituents. Uh, so I, I don't have a whole lot of hope. I will say that next week is the April 19th anniversary of Oklahoma City bombing, and we're planning to publish a story I've been working on for months now, examining Merrick Garland's role in the Oklahoma City bombing prosecution. He was on the prosecution team. He did some interesting things that some researchers, including Trent, who I've spoken to, uh, seem to think that he was part of some sort of cover-up. And I'm a little hopeful that uh, you know, Merrick Garland's such a controversial figure in the Republican uh, base that lawmakers will be forced to notice this story. Maybe they'll ask uh, Garland about what he did, because when Gar- Garland has talked about white supremacism 
being the biggest threat to the country, uh, well, he would do a, a lot of good if he reopened up uh, McVeigh's case and found McVeigh's accomplices and put those neo-Nazis and white supremacists behind bars. That's probably the biggest thing he could do to combat, combat violent racism. Well, and isn't it interesting that we have video evidence due to Revolver Magazine and others of provocateurs at January 6th that aren't even being looked at. When Congress tries to bring that up to Merrick Garland, interesting, he's uh, there to run interference once again, ladies and gentlemen. When that's brought up, he simply says, I can't answer any questions. I'm going to, again, hide behind national security. I'm going to hide behind you haven't subpoenaed anything. Uh, and so we even see that now where, hey, it doesn't have to be solid intelligence. They just go after whoever they want to. Now, here's the question, Ken. If you and I discuss this and we bring up the hard questions that need answers, are they just going to say, uh, is this hate speech? Sam and Ken are involved in hate speech there, right? <laughs> yeah, is that's that funny because you're – well, you're just talking about how our intelligence officials, you know, if it's to combat the Russians, it's okay to lie. But, of course, you know, if you if you disagree with the official narrative, then, you know, this this position that it's OK to lie, all of a sudden that changes to uh, misinformation. You might be a terrorist. And you might recall that the DHS literally um, they issued a memo, I think, a month or two ago saying that um, false narratives about covid and other things can be considered uh, acts of domestic terrorism. Because according to the DHS, this increases uh, extremism. So, yes, uh, you're, uh, the intelligence community is allowed to lie to you in the name of national security. But if you question them, you are a domestic terrorist, potentially, according to the Department of Homeland Security, their own memo. You kind of wonder at this point, how bad is it going to get? The pendulum usually swings kind of back and forth. Um, do you think we're going to swing to the conservative side, which says, hey, we've got to stop these guys? Or do you think we're just going to literally run off the rails and declare war everywhere and, and have a meltdown economically and, and everything's just going to derail real honest investigations and accountability here? Well, I do think Republicans are going to take back control of Congress, but whether that's going to result in any meaningful improvements uh, is a whole a whole not, a whole nother question. I mean, these are the same people the Republicans for for years decried the deep state and the FBI screwing over Trump. Uh, but then the as soon as Russia uh, is going to invade Ukraine, they immediately praise the deep state. We got to give the deep state more money, more weapons, more power to combat Russia. So. Yeah, they seem to not really either. They don't understand what they're saying or they're being disingenuous when they talk about actually trying to drain the swamp. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is a serious problem. And I don't mean to go super negative. Okay, I've asked uh, Ken a lot of times, how do we solve this problem? And I have answers, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to like my answers, though. And the reason you're not going to like my answer is because what we want to do is we want to solve it like a TV show in 30 minutes or less. We want to solve it by expecting somebody else like Donald Trump to be our savior or Elon Musk to be our savior or some new congressman or senator that's going to you know, take down the IRS or something. Folks, that has never been the reality. Okay? Liberty is not fought, uh, not won or lost on a king or a savior. Okay, it's a moral discussion. It's a religious discussion. And until we, the people, educate ourselves enough 
to demand accountability and transparency, it isn't going to happen. Okay, when you have a thousand Americans complaining, it's nothing compared to 330 plus million people in the country. A good many million of them illegals as well. Okay, you're not going to get the job done with that minimal amount of people. And our system was designed to prevent that minimal amount of people from changing the game anyway. It's a protection mechanism. It's just against us now because we don't have enough of a tireless minority to set brush fires of freedom everywhere. Okay? We have got to get together and educate enough people, back the new media taking center stage, back people at the Epic Times, WND.com or World Net Daily as it used to be known. Several of these organizations and people are doing a tremendous job, but until we back them in greater numbers, okay, look, if Congress is criminal because they're not getting to the bottom of this stuff, they're sitting on their hands, then remove them. In 2022, you could get rid of the whole House. All, what, 435 members? They could be gone in one election cycle. You could remove one-third of the Senate in that same cycle, folks. Okay? But you know what? If we, the people, don't get involved, if we don't look at the new media taking center stage and jettison the yesteryear media, the media that is propagandized and backed by and funded by and whistleblowers are finding out the truth about, hey, (laughs) they're infiltrated by informants and provocateurs. And you know what? The truth is Operation Mockingbird is live and well, even though they told you it kind of went underground. People debated if it existed while they literally sick the FBI and the Justice Department on soccer mom for not wanting perverted sex in your government schools or not wanting uh, propaganda with critical race theory or whatever else. Um, They're going after us all. They say this. Is this hate speech? We better shut you down from saying anything. We need to get a hold of the landscape. But until if Americans decide to wake up and take notice, government derives its just power from the consent of the governed. That's us. And if Congress isn't willing to expose this criminal activity by the CIA, by the FBI, by the Justice Department, then we better find somebody who will. It's not for the faint-hearted, ladies and gentlemen. Ken's response in seconds. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present day church, rather it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. 
1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths? But now, with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you. In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Evan Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Silva with me, ladies and gentlemen, theepochtimes.com. So I'm saying, look, the only answer is for we, the people, to educate ourselves enough, to get together enough, and to demand accountability and transparency. Nobody will do it but us. And you got to start by paying attention to the right media sources so you have the truth. And you got to get incensed. Okay, now they're going to tell you that that's hate speech, that I'm provoking folks. They lie. Okay, don't accept their lies. They're the ones that are hiding behind so-called classified information claiming national security is at stake. But they lie. And ladies and gentlemen, we need to really understand this. We need to understand that, hey, special agents are breaking their own rules. It's been documented in their own internal investigation, ladies and gentlemen. When you see Marcus Mumford get tased in court, when you see the Ammon Bundy case where he rotted in prison for two years guilty of nothing, you see the Trenadu case where he's fighting these people since the Oklahoma City bombing days, and they literally say, we can't tell you because it's classified. Literally 20-plus years later, when we never got to the bottom of the Oklahoma City bombing, when we never had real accountability and transparency there either, <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, and then we find out the FBI is funding white supremacists. We find out the FBI and, and, and the government, the White House, is funding propaganda on the vaccines. Uh, Ken, I'm saying the only way is for enough American people to get incensed and get involved and demand a change. I agree with that. Um, the man I take inspiration from is uh, my hero. I, I believe the greatest living American, uh, Dr. Ron Paul the retired congressman who ran for president three times. And while you were talking last segment and during the commercial, I pulled up one of my favorite uh, uh, memes of him. It's a picture of Ron Paul, and it says, Be Ron Paul, be born in 1935, watch the U.S. go to seven wars, watch the national debt increase $30 trillion. watch the U.S. dollar lose 95% of its value, try to warn everyone, try to warn everyone again, try to warn everyone a third time, get shunned by the media, Nobody listens. Keep talking anyways. Uh, that's what I plan to do. I'm going to take my inspiration from Dr. Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, truth tellers is what we are. Our efforts seem to fall on deaf ears for the most part. But you know what? Because of COVID, because of the incredible belligerent lockdowns by governors across the country who literally acted criminally, because they had no authority, they're not legislative bodies at all, to literally create dictates, mandates, whatever word you want to use. Now they're doubling down on vaccine passports. They're pushing for them, even though they've been exposed at peddling false
propaganda relating to the vaccines. They said in the media, paying the media, hey, vaccines are safe and effective. Now they're being forced by a judge to release, what, 55,000 pages a month? And we find out there's well over 1,200 side effects from the vaccines, and they're not safe and effective. Women across the country are having problems uh, with their bodies now relating to their um, menstrual cycles and relating to their ability to have children and everything else. We're seeing before our very eyes the propaganda being peddled by your government in bed with the media being exposed. And there's only very few of us who have the guts to literally lay it out on the line, literally tell the truth like it is, literally call them to account. But again, you know what? Unless the people back our efforts, uh, it's going to fall on deaf ears too. We need the people's involvement like nobody's business, Ken. Yeah, and I will say, going back to, again, to mention Dr. Paul, things probably looked a lot darker in his days. In the 50s and 60s, you know, nobody even knew what a libertarian was. So we might think things are helpless, but thanks to people like Will Grigg, Dr. Paul, Jesse Trenadu, you know, the people that came before us, I think our work is actually a lot lighter, a lot easier uh, than than what they had it. So uh, people, listeners being discouraged, I think we are headed in the right track still, thanks to people like Jesse Trenadu and Dr. Paul. And I certainly don't want to peddle discouragement, but I do want to be very mm. candid about the solution. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if, if, if something bad's about to happen, am I the bad guy for spreading the news that something bad's about to happen? Well, what if I spread the news that something bad's about to happen, but yet we save everybody in the process? What if we reject vaccine passports? What if we reject this forced, what do they call it? A Chinese-style uh, social media score, whatever you want to call it, a social credit score. What if we reject all this? You know what? We can push freedom into focus. And we can stop the tyrannical plans of those who would betray us literally by doing just that alone. Because if they get this vaccine program, vaccines are, or these passports, they're just the beginning. Pretty soon it'll be tied to a communist-style social score. Pretty soon it'll be, well, you can't even get on the Internet, Sam, <laughs> much less get kicked off Twitter. Um, that's where we're headed, Ken. And that's why this is so vital and so critical. Yeah, that's very well said. I 100% agree. Uh, it's very scary, but just to strike an uh, optimistic note, uh, they wouldn't have to use all this propaganda and authoritarian tactics if they were on the right side of history. I, I think, you know, a lot more people are waking up every day. So I, I do, despite the inaction from Congress and people in power, I think the people are, are totally awake and and all, barely anybody pays any credence to the idea of lockdowns or vaccine mandates anymore in, in any ideological stripe. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that the vaccine passports is the pathway to a social credit scheme, ladies and gentlemen. And I really want to kind of highlight that for you to understand. We can battle big tech. We can talk about piecemeal this or that. But really, the vaccine passport program literally will eventually lead to a social credit system. And I'm telling you guys like Ken and I <laughs> will not be on the favored list. We might not even be able to go on planes ever again because they'll say, you know what? You're a domestic threat there, Ken. 
you're 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 you and your soccer mom buddy over there you're terrorists uh you're engaging in hate speech on a daily basis ken that's where they're going <laughs> Well, Sam, I hope you have some extra cat food stored up for me or something like that so we could hide out in the bunker as as the rest of the world goes into these authoritarian uh, systems of control. Or, ladies and gentlemen, we could take action now as we, the American people, and they derive their just power from the consent of the governed. And if we remove our consent to their criminal activities and demand accountability and transparency and hold rogue agents accountable while doubling down in defense of the proper rule of government, using the checks and balances and the rule of law to peacefully restore the republic, we could see a completely different narrative down the road that sounds delightful, Ken. Well, I'm going to do tr- try to do my part, and I, I really appreciate you always giving me this platform to talk about my stories. And eat. I love talking to you because you know about Jesse Trinidou and all of his back history. Uh, so you keep up the good work, too. I definitely always, always really appreciate the conversation. Well, thank you, sir. What have we left out in these series of stories? Because this isn't just one story. This is a whole lot of stories that have been coming out over a whole lot of years. What have we overlooked people ought to be aware of, Ken? Well, let me give you a little sneak preview of my story on Merrick Garland in the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, he prosecuted the preliminary hearing of McVeigh, and I reviewed the transcript, and it shows him talking about issues of accomplices to McVeigh, John Doe 2, surveillance footage, things like that. So we, this transcript proves that Garland is aware of the mystery surrounding Oklahoma City. Another juicy thing that I think Republicans are really going to be astonished by is I've obtained White House visitor logs showing that Merrick Garland was meeting with First Lady Hillary Clinton the night before that preliminary hearing where he talked about John Doe too and things like that. So the night before Garland's biggest hearing of his life, he was having tea with Hillary Clinton. I have no idea what that meeting was about, but you one must ask, why couldn't Garland call Clinton from Oklahoma City 13,000 miles away? Why did he have to fly there the night before the biggest hearing of his life? Um, this is serious. This is kind of what I mean. Now you find out that Hillary was backing the dossier against Trump, literally funding this through her campaign in bed with the Democratic National Committee. And now Merrick Garland literally meeting with Hillary and team. Um, again, you know what? We don't have all the facts yet, but when you start to put these dots together, Ken, uh, you go, whoa, whoa. We better yes, get I, involved in accountability now. I know we're almost at the bottom of the, or we're almost at the end of the hour, so I didn't mean to leave you with that juicy uh, cliffhanger. But yeah, that I, my jaw dropped when I saw the White House visitor logs, and sure enough, Garland was there the, the night before. He steered the case away from any potential accomplices to McVeigh, any issues that might have complicated government's case. Uh, I think he might have been getting instructions. Again, that's total speculation. That's not me talking as a journalist. But, yeah, I think uh, people are going to be really interested in that story. And who knows, maybe somebody in Congress might even ask Garland about some of his questionable actions surrounding the prosecution of McVeigh and what he didn't do in finding the accomplices who are still at large. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken provides a sneak peek preview of his next article about A.G. Merrick Garland. Uh, it'll be in theepictimes.com. Keep an eye out for it, and Ken, we'll talk soon. At any time, Sam.
Appreciate it. You betcha, sir. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, intrepid reporter, to say the least, Ken Silva. He's with TheEpochTimes.com. And ladies and gentlemen, this reporting is critical because it ties together so many issues from Operation Mockingbird all the way forward to the Oklahoma City bombing, to 9-11, to January 6th, to uh, the Trump bogus dossier, to and you start to paint this picture, ladies and gentlemen. We're finding more and more and more evidence that the government is at the center of the propaganda campaign. And they are literally putting agent provocateurs in place. They're putting, quote, uh, what do you want to call these other guys? <laughs> Informants in place, blatantly admitting, you know, we don't even have to make, we don't even have to have facts. We just make stuff up because the end justifies the means. The FBI literally funding white supremacists. Literally, uh, special agents breaking their own rules. Literally, people going to jail, and then it turns out they're guilty of nothing while the FBI runs free. Uh, folks, the truth is simple. We better get involved, and we better do it fast. Because if you let these secret combinations in government get above the people, you may never be able to extract yourself from the tyranny, the slavery, the agenda they've got planned as they work towards a global reset, ladies and gentlemen. A global reset is what they're pushing for. We bring it up and highlight. They say, oh, you're involved. Is this hate speech? Ladies and gentlemen, the vaccine passports are going to be the pathway program to the social credit system. They'll use that and the environmental global warming discussion to put you and I in, to say the least, the doghouse. Anyway, I know it seems like pretty gnarly reporting, ladies and gentlemen, but we better tell the tale while we have the opportunity. At least we'll go on record documenting the facts, right? All right, two hours in the can. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it was educational. Entertaining sometimes is hard when you're a truth teller. It's a little hardcore for entertainment. But the truth shall set us free. And we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. But you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic. <laughs>